Welcome to the Totally Random Show. I'm your host, Dean, and we are back. And back with the vengeance. This is the Totally Random Show Part 2, Electric Boogaloo. Not really, but we've been off the air for a while, and I thought it was about time that I got back to the Totally Random Show because I love doing this thing. So I'm going to do it every so often. I can't promise that it'll be every week. Uh, but it'll be whenever I find something that I really want to talk about, like what we're going to be doing today or a comic book that I thought was really cool or just some info that maybe I have an opinion on, I'll put it out there. I thank you for all the support that you guys have showed so far. And if you guys want to continue this show and keep on listening, I would love for you guys to do that. So why don't you just subscribe in iTunes? That way iTunes will be like, hey, there's a new Totally Random Show. You should check it out. And you'll be like, okay. And you'll get whatever is fresh. And you'll know when stuff is coming out. Subscribe to our iTunes and yeah. So we're, we're back. We're back today to do a movie review. A movie that I have talked about so many times on the show. And it finally came out. And I have seen it three times. And I know that a lot of people have done reviews. I'm kind of late to the game. But I really wanted to put my own out here. Into the internet ether. And uh, let people know what I liked about the movie. And yeah. So we're going to be going through Captain America the Winter Soldier. And we're going to give you. I'm going to give you what I liked. What I didn't like. Um, talk about the future of this franchise. Uh, not just Captain America. But also the Marvel Universe in general. Uh, we'll talk about some of the things that I didn't expect. And I really thought I knew what this movie was going to be. Uh, before I saw it. And after, I mean, well, during the movie, I was just blown away. There were things that I didn't see coming that were there. But yeah, so let's get into it. And here we go. Before I get into the review for Captain America the Wonder Soldier, I do want to throw a little bit of a caution out there for anyone who might be thinking that I am going to be very vague about the movie. I'm not. This is going to be spoiler-filled. It's full of spoilers. If you would look inside, it's just, oh my goodness, just everywhere it's spoilers. Imagine Raiders of the Lost Ark, except for when Indiana Jones looks down, he doesn't see snakes, he sees spoilers. That's what this review is. Full of spoilers. Alright, so if you don't want spoilers, uh, go watch the movie, then come back, and you can listen to this podcast. If you don't care, or if you've seen it, this is for you. Alright, so I'm going to just give my overall impressions, and then I'm going to talk about the good stuff, talk about the bad stuff, and then speculate on the future, which is always fun. Alright, so I really loved this movie. Uh, I think it was kind of a given that I would like it. Uh, but, I mean, I really loved this movie. I thought it was great. I love this story. I love Captain America. Uh, just... Him dealing with the modern world and espionage and uh, all the conspiracies that were out there with dealing with Alexander Pierce and uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. and just the the grayness that Nick Fury lives in. And Captain America is struggling with how to deal with that because he sees everything as black and white and this is right and this is wrong. And S.H.I.E.L.D. and Nick Fury and Alexander Pierce totally do not. And so he's struggling with that. He's struggling with still this idea 
of being from the 40s and now brought into the future and he still struggles with that and so he's he's struggling with yeah technology internet and all that kind of stuff and they make a joke to that pretty early on in the movie about things that he's missed and things he's trying to catch up on he has a notebook full of stuff like star wars and and I, I thought I saw some Star Trek in there too. But more importantly, he's trying to deal with how does he as a person live in this new time in a strange world to him. And there was a really good reference from um, when he was talking to Falcon. And Falcon asked him, you know, what if you were to leave what you're doing right now working for S.H.I.E.L.D., what would you do? What do you like to do? And Steve just honestly says, you know, I don't know. I don't know what makes me happy. And so it's really interesting to see that progress in this movie. And I'm sure that they'll do that as well in Captain America 3. But that was really cool. Uh, again, the the twists, the turns of the story was amazing. Uh, things I didn't expect happened. Things that I was expecting didn't happen. Uh, I really thought I had this movie just pegged. I knew exactly what it was going to be. I knew exactly what was going to happen. And then I saw it, and I didn't know, and that was really cool. It's it's an exciting thing to watch a movie and not know what's going to happen. Uh, some of the biggest things that stand out for me was the action. Uh, it was insane. It was totally different than what we've seen in other superhero movies. Sure, you see a little bit in pretty much every one, you know, fisticuffs kind of a thing. Uh, but, I mean, you know, you're dealing with Hulk and he just jumps around and smashes airplanes and you know just he's crazy you can't relate to that it's you look at that and say that's impossible that's impossible action and you look at stuff like tony stark and he's as iron man he's going around he's shooting lasers at people and you're like yeah that's cool but it's not i don't know it's it's a different kind of action in this movie all right it's more i i think of it more as like born identity the first time I saw that movie, I was blown away by the uh, by the fight scene. Especially when he's fighting that other spy in the first movie, the first Jason Bourne movie. That is the kind of action that I thought was in this movie. Uh, just insane. You're looking at, man, these two, these two beings, Captain America and Winter Soldier. And they both have um, the super soldier serum in them. And they're duking it out. So they're fighting like real men would fight. But at a super enhanced level. And that, that was incredible. Both, both of the big fight scenes were amazing. Especially with the knife play. That was really cool to see. Uh, and early on, of course, when Captain America goes and he gets on the boat. And he starts taking out all these different guys. Running around and just beating the tar out of all these guys. And doing it secretly. And I noticed last time I watched it. Uh, that... He was on his tippy toes the whole time while he was running. If you look at it, you notice that he, like as he jumps down, he is being secretive the entire time. So even though, like most of us, when we're running, we would make a lot of noise because that's just normal for me. It would be a lot of panting. Uh, no, but you know, you just make a lot of noise when you're running. And for him, he was running on his tippy toes the entire time. That was kind of cool. And then he just beats the tar out of these guys, throws a guy over the ship. And then, of course, his fight with uh, with Batroc, the Leaper, was pretty incredible. Uh, I was kind of worried when they said that Batroc was going to be in it. 
Um, but he didn't have many lines, and that was good. Because uh, he's a ridiculous character. I love comic books, and I love Captain America and his history. But some of his characters are just ridiculous characters. But this this was pretty good. And that fight scene with him kicking and running, you know, jumping all over the place, leaping, as you would say, uh, it was really cool. Uh, Black Widow did great with all her action scenes. And, of course, that action scene with Nick Fury trying to get off the grid. Uh, a lot of people saw that when they put it on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I think they put almost the entire clip at one of the end of the episodes uh, a couple of weeks ago. So a lot of people saw that. And then on the trailers, you've seen a little clips of it as well. But that scene is one of the coolest chase scenes I have ever seen on film. It was amazing uh, how Nick Fury was using this Suburban as a weapon. And then, of course, all the funny stuff. And just like, what? This this Suburban is basically has Jarvis in it, has all these weapons and all these crazy things. And so uh, it was just very surprising when the police officers start attacking. And then, you know, Nick Fury pulls out that huge gun and it's just all these different things. That was awesome. Uh, and then he gets away from the Winter Soldier and the way he got away. I was thinking the whole time, okay, this is when he's going to die, but it's not. I really like what they did with that scene. And then, of course, Falcon was cool. Uh, this this part was more like his action was probably more of the comic booky kind of action, uh, a lot similar to Iron Man, him flying around and uh, beating up bad guys. But it was really cool to see that was... Uh, something that, you know, for me growing up reading comics and reading Captain America, uh, it was really cool to see the Falcon. I thought his wings looked pretty cool. I liked the way they did it. I liked the backstory that they gave him as a soldier and his uh, wingman, as he says, died and he was just up there to watch. And so he's struggling with that pain, struggling with getting back into the war. And I, I just love everything about him. More about him later. Um, so the action in this movie was just intense. The best action that has been in a comic book movie ever. All right. Uh, I know a lot of people say, whoa, Avengers, come on. You know, the Battle of New York. But for me, I'm thinking this beat it. It was more realistic. It looked a heck of a lot sweeter. It was it was just really cool. So the story was awesome. The action was awesome. And, of course, all of the characters were incredible in this movie. Uh, this was... I think probably the closest thing to an Avengers movie without being an Avengers movie that we've seen, uh, you know, you have Black Widow, you have obviously Captain America, you have the Winter Soldier thrown in there and Nick Fury just kicking butt. Nick Fury kind of stole the film uh, from Captain America. He was insanely cool in this movie. All right, but let's just uh, run through them. All right. Uh, obviously, Captain America was awesome. Steve Rogers, Chris Evans, the names are almost synonymous now. Uh, he just takes on this role, Chris Evans, he takes on this role so well in this movie. Uh, I mean, he's done well before, but this movie, I mean, he is Captain America. It was it was awesome. I loved uh, just some of the lines that he had when he's talking to Nick Fury about these helicarriers and that Nick Fury is saying, you know, you better get on board, Cap. And he just says, you know, don't hold your breath and walks away. I love that because a lot of people think of Captain America and Steve Rogers as kind of like this Boy Scout who kind of just follows his orders and just kind of gives in to uh, whoever is giving him those orders. And this movie showed that he has a backbone 
and that he is a strong, uh, strong-willed character. And so if he doesn't agree, if he doesn't think what this person is saying is right, as an ethically right, then he will stand up against him. And so I love that. And, of course, when he just walks out on uh, Alexander Pierce, uh, that was pretty great. And then all the play that he has with Black Widow, all of those uh, scenes uh, were just incredible. The, the dialogue was amazing. I like that he found a friend in Black Widow and they didn't try to make it a love story. I was very thankful for that because, uh, honestly, I don't see how they go together all that well. Now, Bucky, on the other hand, her and Bucky can kind of maybe in the future. I don't know. Uh, spoiler. But, uh, but Steve Rogers was amazing. Uh, and, of course, like the best moment, I think, in the whole movie, actually. Uh, well, actually, hmm, this is hard. It's hard. It's, there's so many moments. But probably like the second best moment is when Captain America gives his speech. Uh, because a lot of people don't know this, all right? But if you read comic books and if you know, all right, the reason why Captain America is always on the Avengers isn't so much for his skill. Yes, he is brilliant at strategy. Obviously, he's a very powerful character. But the biggest reason why he is always on the Avengers, and you can't really have an Avengers without Captain America or without a Captain America, is because he is a symbol of hope. Everything that Superman is for the Justice League and the DC Universe, that's what Captain America is for the Marvel Universe. Uh, he is someone that people look up to, uh, someone who will never back down, and someone who will rally and give hope to his comrades. That's Captain America. And they have this moment in this movie where he gives a speech when you have S.H.I.E.L.D. and HYDRA. All right, uh, and they're battling it out. And he gives that speech saying... You know, uh, Hydra's here, and they might be standing right next to you. We need to make sure that they don't get those helicarriers in the air, because if they do, uh, there will be no stopping them. He says something like, the cost of freedom uh, has always been high, but I'm willing to pay that cost. And if I'm the only one, I love this part, if I'm the only one, then so be it. But I'm willing to bet that I'm not. That was awesome. That speech was incredible. I love what Falcon says. You know, did he just come up with that or did you write that down first? <laughs> yeah, it was pretty funny. Um, but then even just to see the reaction of it, you have like this uh, nerdy IT guy who's uh, supposedly, you know, able to send up all the hel helicarriers and Rumelow comes and he has his gun on him and he's saying, you know, you're going to send those up now. And to see that reaction to Cap's speech that this guy who isn't an agent, all right, so he doesn't have the skill to take this guy down. He knows that he's going to die if he does not do as he says. And he, you know, after a couple minutes of just him thinking, he just says, I'm not going to do that. Cap's orders. And I just love that, that Captain America is able to rally all of the S.H.I.E.L.D. agents to fight Hydra and to stand up against maybe some of their friends um, because it's right. And that's just that, that's awesome. So Steve Rogers, amazing. Black Widow was really good. Uh, she's never been better, uh, than here. Uh, first the hairstyle, thank the Lord they changed her hair. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I was getting tired of the mop, but, uh, she, she was awesome in this. She had more spunk. She had a little bit, uh, she was more clever in this movie. And you start to see, uh, that she is a brilliant thinker. 
but she is also kind of rebellious and does her own thing and that she's ruthless as well. So that was really cool to see all of the action, all of the play with Steve Rogers, even a little bit of flirting with Falcon. Uh, and, uh, they build a backstory between her and the Winter Soldier, so I like that. So she was great. Obviously, the Winter Soldier was incredible. Uh, spoilers, all right, it, it's Bucky. I think probably everyone who listens to this podcast probably knows by now that Bucky Barnes is the Winter Soldier. Uh, but for those who don't, that's that's who he is. And so they reveal that and just all the moments where Bucky starts to realize that he's been lied to. And something is off and he knows this guy he knows steve rogers those moments were incredible uh just sebastian stan did such a great job with his acting and showing both the pain and curiosity and all the emotions that are behind this when he starts to realize i know that guy like the scene where alexander pierce has winter soldier in his containment room i guess and uh, he starts slapping him in the face, telling him to give him a status report, you know, what happened. And he's just sitting there. Winter Soldier's just sitting there. And you could just see in his eyes that he's trying to figure this out. All right. And so he's saying, you know, give me a status report. Alexander Pierce is slapping him. And, and he's just sitting there and he just goes, I knew him. You know, and Alexander Pierce says, you know, yeah, you, you had him on. A, he was a target last week. And Winter Soldier just kind of looks down and goes, but I knew him. I just, I love that. I love it at the end when Captain America and Winter Soldier are fighting. And Steve Rogers keeps on saying stuff like, you know me, Bucky. You've known me your entire life. And he's just yelling at him. No, I don't. You're my mission. And just uh, all of the emotion there. Sebastian Stan was incredible. He wasn't in the movie as much as I thought he was going to be in the movie, but whenever he was, it was really good. And of course, that scene that they have with Steve Rogers and Bucky in the past, one of the only flashbacks in this movie, uh, I was kind of weirded out. I, I really thought there would be tons of flashbacks to different missions and all kinds of stuff that they didn't show in the first Avenger, though. They kind of just did that action montage and just kind of got through the war to the end. I, I thought there was going to be a whole bunch of uh, different clips from the past, but they only had one, but it was a good one. It's when Steve Rogers, his mom just passed away, and Bucky is coming, they're coming back from the funeral, and Bucky's saying, you know, you don't have to be on your own. Uh, you could come and stay with me. Uh, just trying to look out for his friend, and Steve is saying, you know, I get by on my own. I'll be fine. And uh, just Bucky puts his hand on his shoulder and just says, you don't have to be alone. I'm with you to the end of the line, pal. And I just love that. The shows that they're just not buddies, you know, like they're brothers. It's, it's more than just, hey, he's my friend and now I'm fighting him. He's fighting his brother. That's why it's so moving when at that final scene and they're battling, uh, Cap just lays down his shield after getting shot so many times by Winter Soldier, he lays down his shield and says, Bucky, I'm not going to fight you. And as he's getting pummeled and pummeled by this guy who doesn't know who he is, he just looks at him. He just brings back those words and says, I'm with you to the end of the line. And you can see it on Bucky's face that that moves him. hes I don't think that he realizes at that point who he is. It doesn't just click for him. But he does start to understand from that point. And then as 
Captain America is falling from the helicarrier after that blast that blows him out, and Winter Soldier is holding on there, uh, and they play the the soundtrack for that scene is incredible. I wasn't thrilled with the rest of it, but that that song end of the line is amazing and he's falling down and they do like slow motion and i actually thought that captain america was going to die there you know going in i never would have thought that captain america was going to die that's a stupid idea but just then i'm like is this really happening is captain america dead and then of course the metal arm fishing him out and bucky had seen him and he rescued him and he brought him to the shore and then just kind of goes on his way to find out what's what's happening who he is to rediscover that he is Bucky Barnes and not just Winter Soldier. So so that was really cool. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to the future of Winter Soldier. This was more, you know, it's called Winter Soldier, but it's really more of an intro. They can call it like Winter Soldier 101, and then the next movie will be more about him. I loved Falcon in this movie. Sam Wilson, right off the bat, he impresses. The opening scene of Winter Soldier is uh, located at the... The Washington Mall, and you see Sam Wilson, he's running, kind of jogging, you know, it looks like he's been on a long run, and Captain America just whizzes by him and says, on your left, and just keeps on running. And this happens a couple times, and you see this friendship begin between Sam Wilson and Steve Rogers. Uh, Sam Wilson uh, has this this really funny talk with Steve after after they both run, and he says things like... uh, you know, you should feel bad about yourself. You should go take another lap. Did you just take it? I assume you just took it. And just the the, the comedy that Sam Wilson brings into the movie and Anthony Mackie, I love that guy. He's one of my favorite actors out there right now. He's always just uh, really exuberant in his roles, uh, just an exciting actor and funny as all get out. So Sam Wilson was really cool. Uh, I loved the the wings, as I said earlier, the action that he had. Uh, but just just the idea that he's he's Steve Rogers' friend. Uh, he looks up to him. You know, he says like, "There's no better reason to get back into this war than because Captain America needs my help." There's no better reason. And things like when Nick Fury's. Uh, you know, saying like, are you against me as well? Are you with Cap on, on a decision to be made? And he says, hey, don't look at me. I do what he does, just slower. Like, I love that line. Uh, they just nailed the Falcon in this movie. And then there was Brock Rumelow was introduced. Um, a lot of people don't know who he is. And like towards the end, they're maybe starting to put the pieces together. Uh, but that's Crossbones. And they made me like Crossbones. I, in the comics, I never liked him. Uh, but they make me like, and they gave him a good past. Like, he was really awesome throughout the whole movie. He's the one guy that was actually able to, like, go toe-to-toe with Captain America and not get beat to crap right off the bat. He, he, he stood his ground. So it'll be interesting to see the future of him. And I loved uh, the music kind of fade out all ominously as you look at his burned body. Uh, that was really cool. So I'm really excited about the future of Crossbones and Brock Rumlow. That was really awesome in this movie. But I, I loved him in it. And, of course, Nick Fury, as I said, uh, he was incredible. Uh, the action scenes were insane with him in it. But even just the acting, uh, his relationship to Alexander Pierce, uh, very similar to a relationship between Steve and Bucky. It's Alexander Pierce and Nick Fury except for Alexander Pierce is betraying him. 
Um, so I love that they showed the emotion, Nick Fury, that, you know, one of the only guys in the world that he trusts and he proves to be the leader of Hydra that kind of broke him <laughs> a little bit. So I really, I really love that. I love the kind of cockiness that Nick Fury has throughout the movie that he's been through everything. He's seen everything and that nothing could surprise him. And he's constantly being surprised and being humbled. That was really cool. I love that he actually goes on the run after this. Towards the end of the movie, we get a scene of him burning down what looks like a stash spot where he kept all of his stuff just in case he needed to go on the run. And so he gets what he needs, and then he just burns the whole storage thing down. And then, obviously, the scene at his grave saying that he's going to go on the run, and he's going to be going after some of these Hydra agents that didn't go down uh, with the rest of them down at the Treskelion. So Nick Nick Fury was awesome. Those were all the things I really liked about the movie. There are other things. I could talk about it for hours, but for brevity's sake, those were a, a few of the things that I really enjoyed. Uh, there were a couple things that I didn't like. I didn't like Alexander Pierce. All right, uh, let, me, let me put it this way. I loved Robert Redford. I didn't like Alexander Pierce. Uh, I loved Robert Redford's acting. He did a great job. I think all of his lines, he just nailed it. He made him a, an interesting character. I'm not saying that he, Alexander Pierce wasn't an interesting character. I just don't understand why they built him up so much. All right, I get it that he's Nick Fury's friend, and so when he's the head of Hydra, that you know that affects Nick Fury. I get that, but I mean, I really thought it was going to be Red Skull. I really thought that's what he was going to be at the very like even to like the last couple minutes until he said Hail Hydra and died. Uh, I really thought that he was going to pull off a mask and say, you know, Hail Hydra or you know just something. But but he didn't. And maybe maybe this is just me being like I my way is better, but. I just don't understand why they build him up so much only for him to be some unknown that yes, he's the leader of Hydra, but we kind of saw that coming when he shot his maid. Uh, I, I don't understand why he was built up so much only to just be a bad guy, just a no name bad guy that we have no idea about. Um, I, I just don't understand that. But other than that, uh, his character was cool. Just I didn't see the importance. Uh, like it, it seemed like they were like building him up. And I don't know. Maybe they had him as someone else uh, in in the script. And then at the last minute, they decided to change it. Uh, I feel like that's what it was. You build up, and then there's no there's no climax. There's nothing there. I, I didn't like that. Also, I didn't like Arnim Zola. Let me preface this one too. I like Arnim Zola in the comic books. I even like the idea of him being in the movie. I know a lot of other people didn't, and kind of a more grounded, um, more grounded comic book movie. You have this guy who transferred his brain into computers, and went all Johnny Depp transcendent on this movie. I like. I actually like that. Because it's comic books and it's fun. As soon as I saw that monitor and the security camera on top of it, I was like, oh my goodness. That's Arnim Zola. This is great. I knew that's what was going to happen, but I didn't like him having to explain the plot. All right, this is one of my biggest gripes with a lot of movies. I don't like it when I have to kind of feel like I have to be sat down, put a seatbelt on, and all right, this is what is happening in this movie. And a character just gives this narrative and explains all the plot uh, to the audience and to some, you know, some of the characters on screen. I thought that was stupid. All right, why why did you have to do that? You could have done it in a much more creative way. 
I didn't like the exposition that he gave. I understand, you know, you have a lot of things happening. You only have so much time, so you need to kind of just explain it. But I, I think they could have done it in a much better way than just having Arnim Zola say, all right, sit down, Captain Rogers. I'm going to explain what has really been happening the entire time of S.H.I.E.L.D., you know, it's, it's, I don't think it was needed. I also don't think that he died. Hopefully we'll see him again because I do like him as a character. I just didn't like what he had to say in this. And that's about it. Those are all my gripes with uh, Captain America Winter Soldier. I really, really love the movie. But, but now it's a question of what is going to happen in the future. This is where I want you guys to chime in. All right, so reach out to me on Twitter. Uh, at TRS Podcast or at Dean Lentini. And tell me what you guys would think are going to happen in Captain America 3. We, are, we got that announced. That it's coming out in 2016. I'm really excited about that. Uh, and also, what's going to be happening in Avengers Age of Ultron and just the Marvel Universe in general. I mean, you have S.H.I.E.L.D. is gone. The glue of the Marvel Universe wasn't Coulson, it was S.H.I.E.L.D., and now that's gone. So what's going to happen? Like, here here are a couple of my random thoughts. This isn't, like, ordered or anything. This, this is just me thinking. All right, I think that S.H.I.E.L.D. is... Uh, two things can happen with it. All right, we saw Maria Hill go in, and she was having an interview at Stark Industries. All right, I think it's either going to go two ways. Either Tony Stark is going to become the head of S.H.I.E.L.D., so you have like a, uh, a civilian in charge, so there's more transparency. And also, of course, he's got the funding to back something like that, uh, a new organization. And, of course, you have the history as well. Howard Stark uh, founding S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, maybe Tony Stark is founding the new S.H.I.E.L.D. I don't know. And then Maria Hill is going to be in charge of it. Either that or this is the one that I'm hoping might happen. Maybe... Maria Hill is working for uh, Tony Stark, but in a way that maybe some of us haven't thought about. All right, what if Tony Stark is now the money behind Avengers? In the movie, we had a couple Easter eggs. Uh, of course, I, I got to put this in here. All right, uh, that Jasper Sitwell, first off, everything with Jasper Sitwell was awesome. Hail Hydra, like that freaked me out. And I was like, what? What is happening? I can't believe he's a bad guy. And then Stern as well, Senator Stern. But him talking about potential threats and saying that Stephen Strange is a potential threat, that was awesome. So I'm really excited about a possibility for Doctor Strange in, in the future. Uh, but when he was talking about potential threats and then later we saw more potential threats, uh, there was a focus on Tony Stark and his building. Uh, and as everyone could see, it had an A on the front, just like at the end, at the end of the Avengers. It's pretty clear that that's going to be Avengers Mansion or Avengers Tower or something like that. That's going to be their HQ. So what if Maria Hill is going to work for Tony in a way that she is in charge of the ops, if you will, of the Avengers? Are we've, we've seen her calling the shots a couple times, and specifically in this movie. What if she's doing that in Avengers, where Tony backs uh, the finances for the Avengers because they need finances, just like any other organization, and she's calling out the ops, she's calling out all the plays for them? I think that might happen, and uh, uh, that would be really cool. All right, so, but with S.H.I.E.L.D., is it going to get refounded? Probably, but what do you guys think? 
do you think there's a future with shield or is it just kaput and maybe there'll be something new like sword or maybe they'll change the name of shield to where it gets back to the espionage instead of the enforcement then of course the other big thing is what's going to happen with captain america obviously captain america and falcon are going to be going after the winter soldier uh, but i'm talking about more of the character of captain america than the plot we know that chris evans has said recently that he wants out out of acting but even out of uh, doing marvel movies uh, he does an amazing job because he's a professional but he i don't think that his heart is really in it he doesn't want to continue to do this for a long time and you know here we are in year six of marvel's uh, cinematic universe and they have plans to 2028 all right that's 20 years of continuity they're going to have to start recasting uh, these characters. Tony Stark's, uh, I don't think Robert Downey Jr. wants to be Iron Man for 20 years. And I don't think that Captain America does either. Alright, so what do you do? Well, in the comics, you have Captain America Winter Soldier. And then the next big storyline is the death of Captain America by Ed Brubaker. I think that's where they're going to go. What do you guys think? You think that maybe Chris Evans might uh, his Steve Rogers might die and Bucky Barnes becomes Captain America. Do you think that's a possibility? What do you guys think? I think it is. All right. If you look at the picture deals, all right, you have Chris Evans had a six picture deal with Marvel and he's done Captain America, Avengers, Captain America, Winter Soldier, and Age of Ultron is already in there. And now Captain America 3 has been announced. All right. So you have five, five of six. Sebastian Stan. He signed a nine-picture deal with Marvel. All right, now granted, a lot of people, whenever they sign up for these big Marvel movies or just big franchise movies in general, they sign a multi-year picture deal. All right, but I think this one, this one stands out a bit because Sebastian Stan signed that nine-picture deal. That's a lot of movies. All right, and so he's been in Captain America and Captain America Winter Soldier. That's two. He has seven more. Chris Evans has one more i think sebastian stan is the future of captain america what do you guys think i can't finish the podcast without talking about those two end credit scene yes there are two of them as everybody has heard and they're exactly what we had heard about uh there's the first one after a really cool credit sequence uh they have the scene and you see baron von Stracke, and he is talking about how uh, they have a secret power in that shield and and um, that shield and Hydra, uh, they'll be fighting it out so they'll never know what they've been up to. And it looks like they've been testing subjects with a certain object that we've seen before. We see Loki's staff and it's pretty clear that there's something deeper to that staff than what we initially thought everyone just thought it was something with the tesseract you had thor's scientist buddy saying that you can't defend against yourself and that's how they're able to stop the portal how black widow is able to turn the portal off uh, so everyone just thought it was that and nothing to it uh, but it looks like there's more to it i think this might be an infinity gem because when you look on the screen behind von strucker and his assistant as they're looking out and they're looking at the twins uh, on that screen, you see like a diagram of the staff, and the uh, the staff part kind of goes away, and they focus in on that orb that's, uh, you know, the glowing part, and it's pretty clear that there are properties to that. There's, listen, I'm really excited when the Blu-ray comes out to stop it and maybe zoom in and see what that's all about. 
Um, so I'm pretty sure that's the mind gem. Fairly confident. All right, but they've been using that, and they talk about how this is no longer the age of heroes. Hydra and Shield, they're gone. Uh, this is the age of miracles. And you look and you see two cells. And in one cell, you have Quicksilver, and he's bouncing off the walls, running really fast. And then you see Scarlet Witch in the other cell on the floor, like levitating these blocks. And then it's really cool, like it's ominous. Uh, she, she blows him apart, and that's the end of the scene. Uh, a little bit of foreshadow what her character will be like. Uh, so that's really cool. It shows that uh, they have a future here. Obviously, we know Age of Ultron, they're going to be in there. And so now they have a little bit of rooting here in the Marvel Universe. And so we'll see what Von Strucker does with these guys. I'm pretty sure they'll go uh, be enemies of the Avengers and Age of Ultron right off the bat. And then probably over time, they'll maybe come out of this spell that the Mind Gem has put on them and and realize that they're on the wrong side and join the Avengers. So a yeah, really cool scene. And then, of course, there was the last scene, which was really quick. And it was just Bucky. Uh, going to that Captain America museum and looking at that uh, picture of himself and the info. And so two things. He realizes that that's true and that he hasn't gone back to his handlers. That's an important thing that people just overlook. He is now out there in the world and he knows the truth now. So uh, the future looks really interesting for Winter Soldier and Bucky Barnes and a possible... Uh, taking over the mantle of Captain America. We'll see. Oh, and just uh, one cool thing. I thought it was really cool that they continued to have uh, that Captain America will return in Avengers Age of Ultron. I thought that was really cool to see just as the last thing before you leave the theater. Hit me up on Twitter. Uh, maybe even write a review in iTunes and let me know what you think about the future of Captain America, what you think about the future of the Marvel Universe. Tell me what you liked about the movie, what you didn't like. Let me know. Well, thanks for listening to me ramble on about a movie that I really cared about and loved. I hope that you enjoyed it, uh, both the movie and this podcast, and I hope that you listen next time. If you want to know when the Totally Random Show is going to come out, subscribe on iTunes, because iTunes will let you know when it's coming out. And follow me on Twitter, and I'll let you guys know uh, what's happening with the podcast, what we're doing, maybe plans for the future. And, uh, yeah, I just, I'd just love to talk with you guys. So leave us a review on iTunes. We definitely appreciate those. And hit us up on Twitter. Well, I'll be back next time when I get my arm replaced by a metal arm and only use it as a can opener. <laughs>